0: Uh, coming to God as a judge, making our pray, prayer as making a case before the court of heaven. If you, didn't, if you weren't here last week, I, I, I'd like to encourage you to go online and get that. This morning I want to talk to you about coming to God as Father, praying to God as our Heavenly Father. How do you talk to your father? There are several postures that are given uh, for prayer. For example, kneeling, Jesus, in Luke 22 verse 41, says he knelt in the garden of Gethsemane. Uh, sitting, in Second Samuel 7:18, it says that David went into the temple and sat before the Lord. Standing, uh, very often, Mark 11, 25, Jesus said, when you stand praying, then forgive people. In fact, Ezekiel chapter 2, I just read uh, some time ago, uh, he was was praying to God, he was flat on his face, and the Lord came to him, Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 1, and says, stand on your feet and I will speak to you. Stand up. He doesn't want you to grovel. He wants to talk to you like a father. I enjoy walking when I'm talking to God. Walking with God. Like Adam walked in the garden in the cool of the day speaking to God. Enoch walked with God. It's not so much the posture of the body, but the condition of the heart, the sincerity of the heart, and the perspective that you have on the one to whom you pray. Jesus is here teaching us how to pray to God as a father. And he's teaching us some things about God. You know, uh, parenting is a seminary. I, I've graduated from two seminaries, and I'll tell you, I've learned more about God from parenting, be, becoming a father, <laughs> than I think I learned in both all the seminaries. Jesus is saying he's a, he's referring to being a parent. He says. If you are like this as a parent, but you know how to take care of your children, how much more your heavenly Father? When you pray to God as a father, uh, I think we can see three things you should remember about God. First, when you pray to God as Father, remember that as as your heavenly Father, He is wise. He knows how. If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts, how much more will he, who is not evil, know how? Uh, So the first thing is, remember you're coming to a God who is wise. So if he doesn't give you what you want... When you want it, maybe it's good. He will give good gifts to those who ask you. If your child came to you and he's five years old and he wanted a sharp razor blade, I'm guessing you'd say no. If your 10-year-old came to you and asked for a Corvette I'm guessing, like me, you said, Son, you're going to have to wait for just a little while till you get to heaven. Is <laughs> going to be my guess on that one. <clears throat> but when you come to God as Father, you're praying to Him as a father. Remember, He's wise. So trust Him with the response that you get from, the, from prayer. Trust his timing. Trust his judgment. Trust his decision. That's one thing. Another characteristic about God is, Father, when you pray, remember that he's not only wise, but remember that he is generous. Matthew 7, 11, If you who are evil know how to give good gifts, Notice the plural. (laughs) It's not like he just gives you, he's not going to say, I gave you something last month, didn't I? It's gifts. Our God doesn't just give good gifts on Christmas, but to those who ask him. The Christian I mean, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say every day is Christmas in the kingdom of God. He, he is generous. Notice he doesn't say he gives good wages. He gives good wages. No. He, he gives good gifts. This word gifts, doria, is the Greek word, it is the same word that is used in the New Testament for our salvation. Ephesians 2 8. By grace you have been saved through faith, not from yourself. It is the gift, doria, the gift of God, not of works. That is the same word, doria, used in Matthew 7. It's the gift of God. Did you do anything to earn your salvation? And the answer would be no. Otherwise you'd have grounds for boasting. James 1.5 says, If you lack wisdom, you should ask God, Who gives what? Generously. To who? All. Without finding fault. it'll be given to him. That's generous. That's the nature of God as Father to those who ask Him. So when we come to God to ask Him, we're praying to God the Father because He's wise. Second, because He's generous. And then third, we pray to God as Father remembering That he is present. God is present. This, I, I had to squeeze this a little bit, but I want to bring it out. In these verbs, it's continual verb tense keep on asking, keep on receiving. He keeps on giving good gifts. In other words, God is not a God who shows up on the weekend, gives you something, and then he's gone the rest of the week. He is there every day, all the time, especially when you're in trouble. He is a God who is present, not absent. And this is important because we are constantly needy and empty and weak and often silly. We need His presence, His guiding hand. Psalm 46, 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help, very present help in trouble. Now, that's what I need when I'm in trouble is I need Him to be present and a help. <laughs> Therefore, we will not fear though the earth be removed and the mountains carried in the midst of the sea, the waters roar and be troubled, the mountains shake, America falls, uh, homosexuality takes over the country, abortions are expanded everywhere, and the Democrats win all every office in the land. Oh, my goodness! <laughs> I know, I just stepped in it. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I'm not going to fear. Yeah, don't fear. Some years ago, I was, uh, our church was going through uh, a very difficult time uh, financially and I was stressed and um, I was wondering where is God. And I remember one particular weekend, it was so hectic, and I was walking out, and uh, I reached to pick up my phone, and just as I went to get it, I got a text from one of my kids, one of my daughters, and all it said was, I need you. And in that moment, it touched my heart, I I sent her two words. I'm here. Now, you know, I don't even remember what the issue was. I don't remember what the emergency was. But I remember we got it resolved. And I went on to church. God answered prayer. And he spoke to me that day. And here's what he said. I'm paraphrasing. But he said... You responded immediately to your child's text. I need you. Don't you think I will come to you? I will provide for you? I will be present when you're in trouble? If you're like that with her and you're flawed and evil and sinful and selfish, I who am not any of those things, I will much more show up on your behalf. And he did. And he did. He is a very present help in trouble. So, I mean, I feel like I need to just say to somebody today, or several, you're in trouble. You need him. You need him to show up for you. And I am here today to tell you, he's present. He will help you. Pray to him, trust in him. He'll be there for you. Deuteronomy 4, 7. What great nation is there that has a God so near as the Lord our God is to us whenever we call upon him? Call upon him. Send him a text. I need you. He'll text you back. I'm here. He'll resolve it. When when we pray to God as Father, we're coming to Him as one who is wise, as one who is generous, and as one who is present. I love Joshua 15 about Oxah, the daughter of Caleb. You know, Joshua and Caleb were the two who entered into Canaan land. With, they, they entered the promised land with the believers. Everybody else died in the wilderness over 40 years. And Caleb, um, Joshua, gave him this uh, large plot of land in Judea. But there was a mountain, a hill, in which a large group of Canaanites still lived. And he had to take that hill. And he said, you know what, I'm 80 years old. If anyone will go and take that heel for me, capture it, I'll give that young man my daughter as a bride. So this young man named Othniel, who, you know, I kind of read between the lines, but I think he knew the daughter, and he he thought, that's a good deal. I'll risk my life. I'll, I'll take my life in my hands to win her hand. So he went up and got the land. He defeated the Canaanites. So Caleb, true to his word, and Oxa had no objections, he gave Oxa to Othniel. And here's what it says in uh, Joshua fifteen, eighteen. When she came to him, that is, to Caleb. Or to Othniel, she urged him to ask her father for a field. And as they approached, she got down off her donkey. She didn't wait on Othniel. She just got down off her donkey and went up to to her father and said, And and he said, What do you need? Because, you know, when your kids come running up to you, they need something. (laughs) She said, Give me a blessing since you have already given me the land of negeb now pause right there a moment that's something that already took place negeb is the mean in fact it's often translated the south it's the entire section of southern judah 60 miles square And he's already given that to her. Israel by itself is only about 100 miles wide. And he just gave her a large section of southern Judea. (laughs) And she said, "Uh, I would like to have a blessing. (laughs) And (laughs) she says, Since you gave me the land of Negev, Give me also, now that's, that's what they say. Can I also get that? Okay, I already bought you that. Yeah, but I also want. <laughs> can you also give me springs of water, the section where it's got water in it, an oasis? Now look at what he did. He gave her the upper springs and the lower springs. Now, this is a father to his daughter. He gave her before she asked. He gave her what she asked. And he gave her more than she asked. Now, that's an earthly father. How much more will your heavenly father... You know what, folks? We need to pray more. We need to ask for more. We need to ask for bigger. We need to ask for better. We need to ask boldly. This is our heavenly Father. You're not dealing with limited resources or restricted affections or absentee fathers. We've come to the Father of heaven and earth who has made us His own through Jesus Christ. I don't know what else to tell you than that. <laughs> Romans 10, 12 he is rich to all those who call on him. He's rich to all who call. So I, I want to close with three thoughts. One, I learned when I was growing up, I had an absentee father. I I needed a father. I realized I had one. Now, I want to tell you you may have grown up with an absentee father for one reason or another. You never have to live without a father. Second thing I learned trying to be a dad on an earthly level I mean I didn't know how to be a dad I'd try to keep watch over the hearts of my kids what time you, to be home and you got to go to school uh, I remember Bud when he was a teenager he'd sing in the shower so I'd go to the shower to the door of the bathroom and I'd listen to what song he was singing because I thought that tells me a lot what songs he singing if he's singing something from Three Dog Night, then I want to know about it. What's something? What's another band? <laughs> I know there's another band. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Now, yeah. uh, what's the one with Mick Jagger? Rolling Stone, yeah. Is he singing Rolling Stone songs? (laughs) And but it touched my heart to know one of these days they're gonna bury me. That's just a fact. My children will never have to be without a father. Is that not wonderful, parents? Is that not glorious? Our children, we're gone. Who's going to take care of them? You must lead your children to the God of heaven. He will be a father. Your children were never meant to be without a father. So that was wonderful to me. Then I thought, I'm going to make one more statement here. And that is, If God the Father invites you to pray and He will be wise and generous and ever-present help, are you His child? Have you prayed and asked Him to be your Father through Jesus Christ? Listen to John chapter 1. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. But the world didn't know him. He came to his own people, and they rejected him. They didn't receive him. But, John 1, 12, to all those who received him, talking about Jesus Christ, and who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. John 1, he gave the right, if, the, if you received Him and believed in His name, the name of Jesus Christ, he gave, God the Father gave the right to you to become His child. I would ask you, have you received Him into your heart and into your life? Have you said to Him, Lord Jesus, please come into my life and make me a child of God forever? And so that I never have to be without a father. Hallelujah. And I would ask you that this morning. Would you bow your heads for a moment? If you have never asked Jesus Christ into your heart and life, Thus, making John according to John eleven, to those who did receive him, he gave the right to be children of God. Would you pray to him right now? With that, with we're just here for a moment this morning, but this can change you forever. Would you just say, Heavenly Father, I receive your Son. I believe he died for my sins. I believe He rose from the dead. I truly believe that. And I ask you, oh God, be my Father forever, beginning this moment in Jesus' name. If you prayed that, I want you to tell me, I want to know, let me know. I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll stay around this morning. Let me know that you have prayed that prayer today. Ushers, you come. Let's worship our Heavenly Father with our tithes and our offerings. Oh, God bless. I pray this time of giving make it a time where we truly express our love for you, our trust in you, our appreciation to you, as we give. Lord, help us not to just give to the church, but to give to you with a transparent heart. In Jesus' name, amen.